year. Welcome to the Halftime Report, powered by Sports Cannabis. Your host, D-Ray, you know what I mean? I'm here with, I'm not going to lie, I, I, I got a feeling you don't even go by Jacob anymore. Is it just Jesus of Golf at this point? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I was looking for your name. I was like, I, I just know him as Jesus of Golf at this point. Like, that's all I got. But go ahead, man, introduce yourself. I can never do it justice, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, Jesus of Golf, obviously, social media, people know me as that. Uh, but Jacob Galladay is the name, uh, born and raised, Outer Banks, North Carolina. I have a background with uh, college baseball. Baseball was my passion. Once when that ended, uh, moved to Humboldt, spent some time out there, learned the culture of cannabis for a few years. And uh, once that ended, I was like, let's go play some golf professionally or, you know, high level golf. And that started in 2017 and did okay and was doing better, cashing a few checks and then kind of. You know, once COVID hit, saw the movement of cannabis and saw the movement of golf. So realized the two of them are kind of mingling. So let's kind of combine them, normalize them, educate what we can and, you know, just keep, you know, building the passion inside the plant. Right. So. Facts. I, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I thought if any sport would have a, a hand in golf, like, yeah, y'all, y'all motherfuckers are on the grass the entire time. Like, having grass on the grass just, I'm not going to lie. I, I went to a golf outing. You know, we hit the J right before we got out there. And I was like, okay, if this is what golf is, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So has it upped your experience that much more? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Right. Um, I kind of, you know, when I first got done with baseball, mm-hmm. was just, you know, post-injury, all that, you know, all like, what am I going to do? So then smoking a lot of herb. And that's when I kind of picked up golf. That was 2013 so then I think it really hit me it was just being able to escape the reality of of not playing sports anymore you know not being able to chase the baseball you know realm professionally it's like okay well this is over you know what am I going to do so just being out in the course being able to play some golf spend time out there smoke a lot of grass right your mind kind of wandered relaxed shut off a little bit so yeah, yeah I mean that's when I could I really was like all right this goes hand in hand but even back then, I was 2014, 15, 16. It was still like highly like eh, taboo. Yeah, about this, right. I was about to say outside of if you weren't in Cali or Denver, everybody was like, ah, we don't really talk about that. So yeah. I, I gotta ask you. You said that you you know you played baseball in college. Obviously, the injury is what is what sidelined you, and then ultimately got you into golf. So what was that transition like? And how did cannabis help with it? My mom, well, I, I played golf growing up a little bit. My mom played in college. So yeah. you know, I had a, had a little background, knew how to swing a club. And then kind of once baseball ended, when D1, Juco, D2, had my fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, injuries freshman year, injuries senior year. And then after that, I was like, all right, let's, let's kind of end it. And then, you know, I was just, I think, you know, I was smoking cannabis a lot all through college. So after my fr- freshman year, uh, Juco rules obviously are pretty lax. So we were having fun there and then D2 school was pretty lax. So, I mean, I was always smoking and, you know, it was always just being able to the recovery. I was never much of a drinker. And when I did, it would get out of control. So I was like, let's just stick to the air, you know? And then uh, once baseball did, I think, you know, Humboldt taught me a lot, being able to, you know, go out to Humboldt, was Mm -hmm. able to, you know, see the culture. That's right in 2015 to 17, 18, right when it was kind of booming and, you know, people were starting to change their perspective a little bit. So, you know, I was just able to learn a lot through all those farmers, all the all the people up there that have been there forever, second, third generation. And that kind of just taught me a lot of being able to escape just the baseball, you know, college athletic realm. And then, yeah. you know, just understand kind of and be grateful for what you have, you know, try to live in the present and then 
just the whole cannabis movement taught me that a little bit better. And then once I got into golf, it was just kind of, you know, it just kind of correlated all in all. There wasn't anything that like touched it. It was just kind of already there. Right. Okay. It was like a part of everyday life at at that point. I was like, all right, let's introduce golf to cannabis. (laughs) Yeah. I would say, so I'm a movie guy. And to me, a lot of things come down to a singular scene. You can sum a lot of things up to a scene. So walk us through just the first day that comes to mind where you got grass on the grass and you're just like, you know what? Everything going to be all right. Like, like, tell us about that day. Cause you strike me as a good storyteller. I don't know what it is, but I, yeah. I feel, like, oh, I feel first, like you could do this. So the first, oh man, let's, uh, Man, it's gonna be tough. I think. I think it was when I. I think it was when I got back, from like spending time in my first time in Humboldt, living in Tahoe, spending time there. I just moved back east. Was like just starting to get into golf competitively. Yeah. I, think I was living in Pinehurst. Just moved back. I think I just like gone out that night. Probably just been back the first night, second night, but. You know, I don't remember vividly the day, but I remember the instance like, you know, I'm, it's afternoon round. I grew up my childhood there. It was like the turnkey moment where I was like, hey, man, I'm like out here trying to do this golf thing for a living. I'm 26, 27. Um, you know, I've, we've held in this condo since, you know, I was four years old. So I spent a lot of time doing the same thing. So it's like those memories getting brought. And then yeah. I was like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm just kind of sitting there by myself, you know, enjoy it, enjoy nature and then i'm just puffing a bowl right and it's like i'm bringing have have the herb for when i was out in humboldt just got back east so it was like everything was right in the moment it was like unbelievable weed the the, the passion and the moment of like golf starting and, and everything being like perfect was there yeah. right so it was like yeah there's no stress like i'm gonna go be on tour <laughs> right feel <laughs> like let me puff this bowl and just imagine this shit right <laughs> Lit, I like lit. that you made it happen though. You, you, I, the word has turned into a buzzword, but you manifested it for you to get the vision of it like that. And that now to be your life means like, nah, you saw that shit and you made it happen. So, so you talked us about the, the long drive game because earlier you said you were like a professional golfer and then you stopped yourself and said, I'm in professional golf as if it's two different things. So first of all, what's the difference between, I don't know, just a long driver and somebody, you know what I mean? Who plays, golf professionally as you said um and why you went with long driving yeah well i mean number one i went with long driving because i wasn't good enough golfer so (laughs) that's easy to sum that up and i mean just golf is the whole game right it's Mm -hmm. t-box making a putt so there's a lot more than just hitting it 350 yards 400 yards yeah Um, so for me i was always always fast always could jump high you know very athletic in a lot of the things i did Hit, hit hit a baseball long way so I, uh, you know, could send a golf ball a long ways. And for me, it was a lot easier to go out there, you know, be a top 20, top 30 in the world and, you know, cash a check or two and kind of market myself and build, you know, this image and this brand inside golf. And, you know, luckily golf's booming and saw an opportunity of that way easier than trying to do it in golf. There's three, 4,000 golfers in the world that could go out there and win any given day. And uh, it costs a lot of money as well didn't have the the money to back it and kind of just was like, okay, well, golf, we're going to put on hold. These guys are really, really, really good. Uh, <laughs> I have, have something in long drive. I can hit it long. Um, there's, you know, it's kind of like wrestling, very extreme sport marketability yeah. into it back then when I started, luckily it's starting to boom again. So I just kind of saw that opportunity. 
and uh was like let's go with it right okay nah bro fuck it i I said you going with the floor i I had to ask because the way you separated the two i'm like well hold on what's to me it's professional golf you can get out there and do some shit because people underestimate golf and baseball and i'm not gonna lie I am one of the people that used to underestimate baseball. Yeah. I was talking shit. I'm a ball player, basketball. Yeah. Play basketball and football coming up. So I'm talking shit. I'm popping shit. Like, man, shit, y'all get eating the dugout. Y'all can do all that. So my friend who played baseball, he was like, all right, let's go to the batting cages. Yeah. Cranked it up to 60. That motherfucker came out. And I was like, that was the ball? Like, that was yeah. the, like, I just, I was like, he was like, yeah, he was like, and the average pro was throwing in the 90s. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I got a new respect for this. But yeah. baseball and golf don't get their respect for the difficulty. So how do you work your daily regimen around cannabis? I understand you, you use it on a daily, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. How do you work that into something as, as skilled as golf? Because you really got to be... As relaxed as you have to be, you have to be a certain amount of focused and in, in, in a flow state, as uh, our, I guess Ryan Rappaport has said it. Like, how did you how did you get to a point where it's like, all right, I'm comfortable with smoking every day, but also training seriously for golf? Yeah, I think I think the smoking every day actually has happened in like college baseball my mm. last year or two. Um, well, f- well, especially my last year, I had was having a really good year blah 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 you know you can yeah. talk about that we can, oh my god you know anyway so i tore my labrum ran into a wall popped my shoulder labrum tore but that was like my fifth year and i couldn't really get a sixth year so i was stuck as like all right well you can either just sit out or you can kind of play and yeah i was like well i mean what am i gonna do sit out my last year have no fun and like never play i was like all right well i'm gonna play like I just yeah. have a it's just going to hurt a lot. <laughs> like, it's good. I can't swing. So, like, yeah. I played, and I think that's when I was really just like, all right, like, F this. Like, well, yeah, I, yeah. my career's done. If I fail a drug test, I ain't worried about it. Like, my yeah. falling off, you know? <laughs> um, so, I think that's when, like, it really was turnkey where I was smoking every single day, and I got super comfortable, you know, just being able to, to play stoked. I mean, mm-hmm. even junior, junior college ball, though. I mean, we were getting lit before yeah. game. Yeah, the, the cannabis for me, when I just get so stoned, it's almost a tunnel vision thing. Like, it just mm. lets me shut off, like, outside noises and stuff. So it's, it doesn't really – obviously, it's going to affect me physically. There's obviously science behind that a little bit, right? Reaction yeah. going to be a little slower. You know, you can go on and on. But for me, it was just – let me shut off let me tunnel vision and then you know junior college last year a d2 boys got super comfortable being just hella baked getting in the zone and just right and then kind of when i was playing golf same thing was just very adamant smokers so it was more just a daily regimen and then i learned how to golf being stoned all the time (laughs) okay so you i said you went into it that way i I asked ryan the same thing i asked you how long did it take for you to get comfortable with because obviously, like, people don't understand when you're dealing with cannabis, you're, you're talking about so many different compounds. You're, there's a million and two ways of somebody doing it right. There's a million and three ways of somebody doing it wrong. You know what I mean? So at what point did you feel, okay, these are the strains that I like. These are the terps that I like. This is what, I, this is what I'd rather take of as opposed to an edible or a flower. Like, at what point did you get comfortable in knowing what you needed before you got into it? Um, I think I really saw the the passion behind everything inside the plant first time i went to humble you know probably 2000 what 15 16 whenever i was out there I always forget yeah. 16-ish, 2016-ish 
And then I think 2018, right before uh, COVID, I, I took a huge passion into like understanding yeah. where I'm, let's see, I'm 27, 28, I've been smoking weed probably eight, nine years, 10 years every single day at that point. Well, since, yeah, probably eight, nine years every single day. So I was like, all right, I don't, I understand this, but I don't like, why, why does this, why do certain strands affect me? There's more than an indica sativa. There's, you know, I didn't used to believe strains mean anything. Now I'm starting to see they do mean something. Yeah. Plant, right. Understanding what terpenes were, understanding what the whole, you know, understand the whole system of, of, you know, the endocannabinoid, blah, blah, blah. We can go on and on about that. You know, it's like, how do, how do we normalize it? My whole thing was in 2018, it was like, how can we start talking about this and keep people interested? Because I started talking about all these, you know, CBD, CBN, CBG, all back then, Delta 8 back then, right? Delta 10. And people are like, all right, like, what are you talking about? Like, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is a chemistry class. I'm not in school. <laughs> so that's, I think I took a huge passion for in 2018 when I was like, okay, I really want to understand why certain terps are great for me, why certain strains are great for me, right? It was like, uh-huh. there, there's, there's more to this. This actually is medicine. There's more yeah. to it than just indica and sativa. Like, why, why does an indica make me feel all make me feel good and make me yeah. not tired, right? This makes zero sense. So that's when I think I really was trying to understand it. Like walking into dispensary 2017, 18, there wasn't as much knowledge, right? It was still very yeah. kind of two strains, not two strains, but two versions, right? Indica sativa, what do you want? Well, yeah. It, so it's now it's more, what kind of chirp do you want, right? It's like, what, yeah. what else do you like? So I think it was, yeah, 2018. Where would you like to see it go? As far as our understanding of it, I, I have made the analogy of if you go to a bar and you have a whiskey or a wine or 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 I don't know, a beer or, you know, what I mean, there's a very clear understanding of this one is that that is oaky. This one was made here. That one is that. What would you have to see in the cannabis space to where you feel comfortable on the education side of knowing all right, people people understand as much as they need to, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, I think wine, maybe like fine wine and wine might be the best explanation. Mm-hmm. Basically, just like your Merlots and your Chardonnays and like your caps, right? That might be the simplest way. It gets yeah. away from the Indica Sativa. They all are going to have a certain profile. That's pretty simple. Yeah. And I think, I think wine, the way wine has done it, it might be a simple, a simple way to kind of look, recognize it. Beer, mm-hmm. seltzer, beer so broad, seltzers are so broad. Yeah, but I mean, wine just is kind of has the same mentality. We're a little bit more culturized, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I bet that, bet that. Talk to me about Canada Dips. Oh, my, my people, Canada Dips, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, uh, yeah, humbled OGs, right? So they uh, they started, I think, 2000, let's see, 16. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they've been booming, uh, kind of did a relaunch, I think maybe 2000. 18 really introduced the CBD line now introducing the THC line again. Um, mm-hmm. But Humboldt Cowboys born and raised all of them Humboldt, you know, second, third generation. They found her case uh, has been out there since like 2003. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, uh, they got it going. They're hopefully going to get in some more States this, uh, this year, mm-hmm. but they, uh, they, their technology is epic. It's all, you know, water soluble, coconut fiber basically inside you know 25 milligram 10 milligrams um but they're epic i mean they got they got it going so what what was it about them that made you be like these are my guys 
I think I think just humble culture. They're just the you know the the content they've put out. They've they've gone to all the farms. You know the the OG farms out there. They're talking about the plant in a way that's trying to educate it. You know, normalize it. Talk mm-hmm. about it in, in a way that is fun. And, mm-hmm. and it's getting away from smoking the plant, right? They're creating golf content and extreme sports content. That's yeah. bringing that's bringing awareness to just the cannabis culture. And I think that's super cool. Like, you know, keeps me, you know, just loving what they're doing, and 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 they're super just passionate. So that that's another thing. I love that, bro. I love that. So mm-hmm. you you did mention this several times, and I was about to get in the party tour, but. You you gotta tell me about your best day ever in Humboldt. You didn't you didn't mention this shit seven times at this point. So I I, I got it. I got it. I can tell. No 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 no. Because I'm gonna be honest. So you you sound. I'm I'm very. The reason I asked about your transitional period with cannabis is because not only is where you're at a huge part of that story, but what you're going through in your life is a huge part of that story. Like both of us, career and the injuries. Obviously, you were smoking beforehand, but for me, I was in Philly when I really started to get into cannabis. So some of my favorite best memories are in Philly, you know, with, with cannabis going back to the point where I finally told my mother I did, it was hilarious. I was like 24. She was like taking care of me. Cause I was like, I was enabled. My knee was in shambles. And I remember like getting in the back of her truck and her taking me to like the best park in the Philly called the Belmont plateau. And she pops the top of it, pops the back of it. Sorry. And I like lean out of it with my just just leg just completely braced up and I just light one up, you know, out the back of it. And I was like, everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be okay. Like, like I'm okay, I'm okay. So you gotta tell me about one of your like best days at Humboldt where you're just like, I'm never gonna forget this place because you have it, you have it. And I, I can tell that it means a special, it has a special place in your heart, should I say. Yeah, I think it's probably recently when I just visited there last October. Um, it was kind of just first time back in a couple years, you know, I spent two, three, two seasons out there, like half another season. So, um, I think, and then I was out there seeing the candidate guys with those guys for two weeks. Um, I mean, T-Bone, exotic flavor guys, my homies, cloud hands, um, that other farm I partnered up with, they're based out of there. They're all OBX, uh, Virginia beach, East coast surfers with a lot of the same acquaintances. So it's just like, Super, it was super cool to like just go out there and experience all these farms and actually like, you know, play golf with these guys. And, you know, it was more than me like going out to the farm and, and doing a deal or, you know, trimming weed and, you know, trying to make a little bit of cash. It was like, oh, my God, we're actually yeah. playing golf and we're, and we're homies now. And like this is like expanded into something more than I could ever imagine. So it's probably yeah. we're all playing golf with, you know, some of the two or three of the legendary, you know, farmers homies out there in black black market viking homies all those cj humble crazy crazy heads and uh, exotic flavors all the candidate founders mm-hmm. i think it was playing golf with them and just like sitting out there smoking some of the best grass i can actually imagine just you know sample bag after sample bag and candidate <laughs> after candidate i'm like it's like it's like golf has brought me to a place that i had this huge passion for and like appreciated before anyone ever really kind of knew what murder mountain was and like i had understood a little bit of the culture and and, mm-hmm. and saw it but it was now it's like damn like I'm, i almost feel like i'm part of the culture and this is like super that. cool because you know i i appreciate the sun-grown cannabis in that area the genetics they have and you know yeah. what, what what just the what they put into the culture 
for the last 70, 80, 100 years, right? All from back to the Thai six. Just Cali, Northern Cali is just, you know, the, the history, if you, when you really get into yeah. it, it's legendary. So yes. it was like, damn. It was like, these guys have been growing weed for 30, 40, 50 years. Them and their family, this is crazy, right? Yeah, man, I never thought of it like that. That has to be, it was fun. We'll talk about it later, but somebody had brought up how the NFT space is gonna help with the knowledge of things like that. But before we get into that, it's halftime. Uh, this is the halftime report. You know how we get down at halftime. So what, what you got with you? I, I saw you had a you had a nice little rig over there. Yeah, something. We got a little bubbler. So this is actually what's the story behind this? Obviously. So uh, <laughs> I was just out of junior college, uh -huh. probably, or just in junior college. Obviously, huge stoner. And this is like a legendary sin company island dies in the obx this legendary blower this was like the last piece he ever did before he passed away so it's Damn. like and i've had it now for let's see i mean it's what 22 i've had it for 12 years damn 12 years. <laughs> yeah look at this it can be kind of clean whatever when I, you know just for times like these crazy smoking on some humble too humble you know obviously Shout out Humboldt. I was say that shit. I, I gotta go to this place, man. You didn't you didn't convince. I ain't never heard somebody say they're taking a vacation to Humboldt, but you you didn't convince me. Like this shit. Yeah, we're gonna we're hopefully gonna do a golf tournament out there. So that's the plan. Hey, I'm, I chalked it up to a CBD gummy. I'm I'm real chill right now. I feel like I had a glass of wine. I'm I'm real real mellowed out. I hear that. <laughs> so you got so when when uh, what years you play ball? I graduated in 17. Uh played here professionally 17 and 18. And then I got hurt May 30th or 18th. Yeah. Um, tore so the knee, my... huh? Yeah, man. ACL, LCL, PCL. I, I tore everything up in my knee. But yeah, man, the dude showed up on the phone. He told me he was just like, you might want to think of another career. And for me, it was more so, I was thinking like, I can't keep taking these pills. Like I, I didn't want to keep taking the pills. And like I said, that's when I really started researching and figuring out, all right, what parts can help me? What parts are just messing around? You know what I mean? How much of it am I going to need to really supplement? Because like in the day, if you're in a certain amount of pain, it's like I, those medicines, they do have a use. You know what I mean? They don't make them for nothing. It's when they're abused is the problem. But that's everything. The same thing with cannabis. But I just right. felt better. I felt I felt a lot better physically. Um when I got in cannabis. So did you never, you never smoked in college? I mean, actually, I hate to, to admit it. Yeah, but never in the season. Like I wouldn't yeah. even, it was only like in the summers here. <laughs> yeah, no, no. If there was yeah. a chance of us being drug tested, AKA when the school year started. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just, it was, we were so scared of it. And I say we, I mean, me, myself and I, I mm -hmm. won't speak for nobody else. Yeah, uh, that, but yeah. I, was, I was one of those others. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm about to say, I was so, and it started my my junior year. Um, I was actually at a formal at the end of the year. I, fuck it, I'll tell you the story. So I'm at, you know, I just, I think I like smoked like once before just to see. Yeah. End of the year, we're at this formal. This dude hits me off with a, a, a edible, a brownie. You can go ahead another one. Yeah, hey, yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening. Say, your story kind of long. And I go into the, you know about formals, like pretty much just proms, like in college. Yeah. So I had it in my jacket and I'm like, this shit kind of stinks. So I ate half of it and I was like, nothing happened. You know what I mean? So fuck it, it stinks, nothing happened. I'll take the other half. And then we're sitting at the bar, is that the phone was at Dave and Buster, we're sitting at the bar and I just start to think, 
those colors are a little more brighter than they were a second ago. Yeah. Like somebody <laughs> just took the saturation filter on Instagram and just like yeah. turned it up a little bit. I was like, how oh, that music sounds a little bit different all of a sudden. Like I was like, oh shit, it's happening. And then it just dies out. So I'm like, oh my God, it, was, it wasn't worth it. So we go outside to the buses at the end of the night. We're about to leave. There's a California pizza kitchen right up the street. And I love their butter cake. Like one of my all-time desserts. Like their butter cake is amazing. So I haul ass, suit and all, dress shoes, haul ass to this uh, California pizza kitchen. And nobody told me that, well, obviously it was kind of common sense too, that edibles go into your bloodstream because it's your stomach. Yeah. So sweating and working yourself up only speeds it up. Bro, I'm sitting on the bus. And you know those commercials when the like wind is hitting the car and like going over it, like it like yeah. hits the car and goes over like a jet stream. Yeah, I'm sitting on the bus and I felt like that all of a sudden. And all of a sudden I'm aware of how comfortable, uncomfortable the seats are. I'm aware of how much noise is on this fucking bus. And we hit this turn and the turn might've been this much on the bus. I felt like we were like this. I felt like I was fucking, I felt like I was like this. done bro done we get back i don't know how i got back to my dorm i remember getting back to and the girl i went on a formal date with like walked me back to my room i remember looking at the hallway i was like this shit looks like that scene i'd have wanted when the hallway got like big real big and he ran down it so that was probably that edible was my real introduction to cannabis like oh this shit is that yeah that's that's when everything was homemade and you don't know what was in it. Yeah, man. He might, I ain't gonna lie. That shit might have had a little extra, but whatever. Super potent. Exactly. Exactly. But I love, like I said, I'm a movie guy. So I loved it because at the end of the day, people talk about these drugs. And I say drugs just to, to appease the people who want to say drugs. Um, but psychedelics, weed, all of it. People get so scared that they're going to see some shit. And it's like, bro, it can't show you anything that's not in you. It's, it's in your head. You know what I mean? Like the oh. shit that you were taking, psychedelics, all of that, that shit's going on in your mind. It can't snatch something out of, you know, it can if you get to a certain point of consciousness. That's, that's, but that's another conversation for another show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I, so I see you. Right? I, like, I see you. I see your poster behind you. So I feel like you're aware of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> This is my girl might be a little bit more than me, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely do though for sure. Like I'm yeah, all, I, right after uh, baseball, I spend my time being a little festival junkie and yeah, having yeah. much fun. So yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. hey man, maybe maybe I can go to six year. Let me just stick around just in case. <laughs> it just it it extends it extends you, and I think people are so scared of seeing some shit that's. They, they don't want to see, but it's like, it can't show you shit that you don't know. It's all upstairs. You know what I mean? It's all going on upstairs for you. Um, but yeah. for me, that edible was the introduction to cannabis for me, outside of the medicinal side, the creative side, because cinematically, if I could put, when I put on camera, what happened with me that night, people going to be like, oh shit, this is dope. You know what yeah. I mean? Because for me, that was cinematically just how my mind works and how my eyes see the world. It just... Yeah. It took it to another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have, yeah, I have so many moments. Like I was just another moment with the Canada guys. So we were in LA, right? So we're doing this PJ Memes event, golf event. Me and my boy Wes Patterson started the party with me, or brought him in just to help me with it because had to have a guy that was just super passionate. And that's another mm -hmm. story. We'll get into the party thing, but so it's him, I, um, Butsy, 
he's another hilarious personality that's just his own character um jco is dj that's out of uh, west coast too us four that we had like four of the candidate boys just out there messing around a couple of the girls we had like 10 of us and then dontrell willis who's like d you know d trained dontrell willis baseball player legend who's like like fuck one of my idols like growing up like leg kicks so i like you know can't fanboy but me and my boys are like me and west like fanboy like dude this is like the best guy ever in baseball like i to play golf with them right and then so we were like all right we're gonna blow this out of the water when we get there i was like all right well if we blow it out, i was like let's go let's get a pound so i like i go meet with some dude down in la and grab a pound so i have a pound in my back back God. like rolling into this event so like i'm just like all right we're gonna kill this right so i'm like <laughs> i have the pound i'm passing out I was like all right guys just take handfuls take handfuls for like first time ever interaction of like d train i'm like yo what up bro like uh like we're like in the we're at trump la like an unbelievable <laughs> golf course yeah. right like trump's course too yeah. i'm just like shaking my head and like it's like okay what are we doing and i'm like he's like oh man he's like, oh what up guy we're gonna have a great time he's like you guys got some weed right and I was like, I was like, yeah, check this. I was like, is this enough? I opened my backpack and there's a pack. It was fun. man. I was like, all right, we're gonna have a good time. I was like, this, I was like, this is messed up. I, was like, I have a pound of weed with like one of the legends of baseball. Yeah, bro, that's, that's the stories we live for, man. All this shit is about right? stories, man. My boys, they host this huge golfer cops. West Patterson has huge golfer cops event. Supports all these, you know, fallen police officers. Great, yeah. you know, unbelievable event. They do like raise probably almost a million a year at it and they're starting to expand mm -hmm. but they like this year one of the guys decided to do a roast so they roast me of course and i was like he he talks about this picture you know, like search google i'm like oh okay great you know like see one of the old baseball picks he he pulls up a pic of me and humble in front of all these plants at this <laughs> like cops charity but you have yeah Eric Trumpson and in the thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Jack Nicholas, all these legends with me, and I'm just like, all right, we got. Like, and I guess this is what it is. I'll, I'll be known as cannabis. Oh, I'm about to say. I got it. I got it. I got to get back on track. Part T. You, you let's 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 rap about this. Let's rap about this. You yeah. just said your man's passionate about. It, he helped you with it. So so what's, what? Talk to us. What is it? Yeah, so we'll, we'll run through the whole crew. Uh, Chris Keating basically uh, shot me a DM last December that, uh, we'll, we'll rewind it quick, There's well, shot me a DM that said I looked like this DJ, Boogie T. And a couple months prior, we were at Colorado, Wes and I, and we're at a bar, and this girl was like, hey, you look like Boogie T. And we're like, what? Like, who's Boogie T? And look about this DJ, Boogie T shout out now. Just saw him in concert like two weeks ago. So <laughs> it was great. He's this DJ, you know, DJ bass DJ. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this lookalike of mine. Mm -hmm. And it's so Keating hits me up. He's like, yo, like, oh my God, you're him. Like, it's crazy, but you're a golfer. Like, I'm a golfer. Let's, you know, do this and this. And yeah. we're trying to go to Sweetens Cove. Weren't able to go. And we're like, hey, let's start a music festival, like golf, you know, music art festival, basically see what happened so was was uh, living with my boy Wes Patterson I was like hey man I was like you want to be part of this we're gonna throw this like music art festival he's like what are you gonna do bro like all right you know getting a call with Chris he has a huge background and uh throwing festivals mm -hmm. and ended up was like hey let's actually do this so about 14 months ago we kind of had the idea us three and then brought on uh Dave House which is a huge production guy that does like Rolling Loud 
Lost Lands, a lot of the Gorge events, um, and so on. And then our other boys, Battle Test Security, which are all the security. They just did the NBA All-Star Game security, um, have a couple NFL teams, do an ultra uh, two weeks. And then our other boy, uh, Greg Mike, who's the uh, artist and mm -hmm. agency, his agency. So we kind of all partnered up about two months uh, after we all met and we're like, hey, let's uh, throw this like basically, you know, top golf, pop stroke, you know, music art festival on a golf course. And, you know, kind of launched it first one, um, let's see, like three weeks ago, feels like three years ago. It's been so long, <laughs> but so crazy. Um, and have, you know, secret walls are out there. Winwood walls are out there. So the art element was super epic. Uh, Whalers played, Andy Minio shot a couple of drops, uh, you know, three, four DJs, you know, the golf tournament in the morning and uh, golf stuff all day. So it shit mean, sounds like, it shit sounds so lit. I, I went, I went yeah. to the Phoenix Open a couple of weeks ago. We and, I just missed you then. I was out yeah, there. I, no, I, I was, I was thinking, homies. I was thinking, I was like, he definitely was there. If you was at, if you throw shit like this, you were definitely there. But bro, I, I gotta be honest, obviously us coming up, you always heard about golfer being like an older gentleman sport and then being real like docile and chill and real kind of calm with it. I like how our generation does golf. Like, fuck it, let's have fun. Like let's, obviously the, the Phoenix Open was, it was just debauchery. That shit, yeah. that, that shit's Mardi Gras meets golf. Yeah, but a happy meeting, which it sounds like what you guys have struck. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna play golf, it's gonna be competitive. We're gonna, we're gonna play the game and do justice by it. But fuck it, let's have a good time. You know what I mean? Like, let's enjoy the day. That's what it sounds like y'all are getting into. I love yeah. that that golf is going in. Mm -hmm. No, it's great, right? It's just the, the traditional game. I don't know. It's, I guess, COVID helped in the, in the realm that you had this huge increase. And yeah. luckily, there's only so many golf courses. So people have to find new ways. And not, everyone doesn't want to play four hour rounds. Like people yeah, want to, man. and just, people don't want to keep score. So it's like find ways to just swing a golf club and, and basically use it as a new a new bar it's just a new social club and the more people understand that it's a networking in a bar and it's better than sitting in a, in, in a booth inside you're able to like mess around right so exactly so many options so that's kind of what we saw in the whole party thing we saw this influx of people that wanted to swing a golf club and, and wanted to do other things while they do it so why not just try to involve it make it a little bit more exclusive and yeah see what that. happens Next one, hopefully, uh, Phoenix in the fall. So we'll see. We'll get you there. I'll be. I'm around. I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. How do you? How do you do it? There has to be a dance, bro. There has to be a dance because golf is not exactly the most open. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like you see where the NBA and how reluctant the NFL was being out, knowing damn well their athletes do it. So how do you play? How do you in this 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 manage this gray area you're in between the dead seriousness sponsorship dollars, quite frankly, of golf, and then being in that realm where you're not completely disqualified. Yeah, I uh, definitely have cost myself a few dollars in, in the large sponsorships. You know, I'm not going to say the brands' names, uh, you know, but there's the the, the big uh, the big corporations. They're going to be hesitant to work with me because I'm going to, you know, be passionate about cannabis post cannabis. It scares them a little bit. It's yeah. not federally legal. So there is going to be if ands and buts about it, it's going to, it's not worth a dollar amount to them. So definitely have seen reluctantness, you know, a little bit here and there. Um, but I also believe that 
if I could, you know, get the cannabis brands behind me, mm-hmm. there's money to be made. And, you know, obviously you got to pay the bill somehow. But mm-hmm. also, I, I also believe that it's, it's going to be federally legal at, at some point, right? Yeah. So, and then, then if I'm the face, you know, inside cannabis, you know, of golf or golf inside cannabis, these big brands are going to want to want to get inside. They're going to, they're going to yeah. need consultants. They're going to, they're going to need people that had the passion before. And, you know, I, I believe there'll become a time some point in the future. Don't know mm-hmm. when, but that's going to, you know, make a huge influx. So it's like, might be giving up a few dollars now, but I think they'll come back later. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I, I see there's, you, you just see so much with how much cannabis is involved in, in the last two, three years. It's like, okay, well, what, what's better to, to be the, the first to it and then, you know, be, be the face of it and try to be an advocate for it because I have this passion and I want it to be done right. Or it's yeah. like, you know, take a few dollars and, and, you know, a golf company or, you know, apparel company because I, I need it. Is that going to make me happy? It's like, well, cannabis is going to really make me happy. That was my passion before golf. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just try to stay true to the roots and, and that, yeah. that's the biggest thing, right? It's like, right. I, I've seen a lot of, a lot of people around me chase the dollar or, or, or chase. And I don't, I don't know what that gets them a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. Right. Yeah. Like, so it's just, there's, there's a lot. It's, you know, that, that's just, some people want to want a lot. And some people need a little. I think I'm one of those people that need a little. I appreciate a lot, but I don't know if I need a lot, right? So it's, there's like that catch twenty two. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. I mean, that's my my think moderation. I think that's to me. For me, we all have our reasons why cannabis is huge mm-hmm. for us, and for me, it's the consciousness. At the end of the day, I don't know anybody who smokes um, the right way, shall I say, and and is educated on it who doesn't have at least an understanding of moderation. I think it's, it's such an introspective um, uh, substance that it, it sends you so far inward that at some point you understand that you don't need to deal with everything outside. And I've never met a, a overtly, when I say gluttonous, I mean, just in their pursuits in life, gluttonous person uh, who's a, 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 a cannabis user. You know what I mean? I think for the most part, when somebody smokes regularly and they understand it or uses CBD or TAC or just has an appreciation for the cannabis plant it almost hand in hand in that, like you just said, there's a bit of an understanding that I'm good. I have all I need. And I think it's because the the, the plant does bring a certain amount of contentness. No, I agree though. There's a lot to it, right? There uh-huh. is a lot to it for um, sure. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's going to be, it's going to be a long time until everybody understands that. So I got to ask you, what do you think it's going to take for golf to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Green on the green. Let's do it. Um, I think federally legalization. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot. Of, I, I don't know, though. You know, the, a lot of these states are now wreck. There, there's ways around it. Um, but yeah. the laws, just for them to be able to sell inside, there's they, they can't, right? There are all yeah. those, which doesn't make sense to me because in states like North Carolina, you can sell Delta eight inside a country club, but you're going to go to Cal and you can't sell, you know, so it's there, there, a lot of this doesn't make sense yet. So let's say two to five years. Um, but I think it's going to matter between even when it becomes federally legal, each state's going to have to figure out what, what they're going to allow. Right. Or, you know, yeah. what brands it's each state's going to be different. So uh, I hope sooner than later, and I hope they take a lot of the mom and pops in there. So the product is superb, <laughs> or at least have the options, right? You know, I just, 
you got it. You're going to have cheap cigars and expensive cigars. So I hope they just do it the right way. You know, right. So, and keep the options open for sure. Bet that bro. Bet that. All right. What's shop? So we'll be coming up on that time. So we got to wrap up. So tell me, what do you think is next for golf and cannabis? That, that relationship in particular? I think it's just gonna, you're going to see more brands um, inside the PGA or, you know, just inside, you know, professional realm becoming, a parent, I think. Um, I you're gonna pro golfers gonna be more outspoken on it. I, th- I think that's a, you know another big possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rules are gonna change for sure. And I once, hopefully, it's just that uh, you know the, the community itself is just more open with it, and they are. So I think just think hopefully the growth continues and people don't chase the dollar bill and they chase the product and and chase you know the history of the plant a little bit more. And and, and a lot of these people when they I always go back to wine, but when they drink a good wine, you know, or a fine wine, they're not just not going to go out there and spend $80 on a bottle. They kind of want to know where it's coming from, you know, the the history behind it, the trust. So I think the biggest thing in cannabis is find companies we trust, find brands and partners that have a history inside, you know, the industry aren't just ones that say, Hey, here, you know, here, here's money. Or if they are those, make sure they brought in people that understand the culture. Right. So it's just, you know, find, find those right people associated with it. And once we do that inside golf and people realize that both going to expand drastically because you're going to have people with the passion that understand it. You, you don't, you don't join a country club because you, you know, you don't want to, you, you join a country club because you like the community, right? So it's the same yeah. thing inside cannabis. You don't join a country club because you just on you. Yeah. You like the golf course, but there's always more to it. Right. Yeah. So it's the same thing. So don't don't join a cannabis brand just because it sounds cool or you know you think that's the right it's like join it because there's a community behind it that's the biggest thing we can all do right i like that i like that all right bro anything you want to plug i think candidates cloud hands my homies timeless all the cannabis homies obviously exotic flavors Uh, we'll we'll, 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 we'll plug party i mean dormy network they're homies they appreciate it their golf community so um they've always been they've always been supportive of me they let you know. Haven't said anything about me posting cannabis yet, um, but they they appreciate it, right? They, they they see the passion and the drive, as uh-huh. long as all these other people do as well. So let's, uh, yeah. I mean, LA Golf Shafts are another one. Fuji Cora. I mean, you can go on and on. I've had a lot of good support, and a lot of people I think just see the passion behind kind of what I'm doing and, and, and see the realness behind it. Uh, obviously, Malbon Golf, Stephen Malbon, he's a homie. That's another one that's been you know big mentor and staying true to you know who i am and you know be appreciative and grateful of all of it right hey, my man thank you to jesus ago thank you for joining this you know what i mean uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this has been the hands report thank you man thank you just definitely stay tuned with everything they got going on in the cannabis space